Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, and here we go. There he is. Boom. You just made a, made a, a, a spectacular entrance. That was very Kramer. We kind of just slid into the frame. There's a guy that I work with every week when we do a Zoom. He enters the frame in a different way, like on, pur- on purpose. That's just become his thing. Sometimes he'll, he'll just sort of slide in. Sometimes he'll um, come from the bottom up. Um, yeah, we've just seen a few different things. Anyway, how you doing, man? What's happening? Not much, man. I'm uh, I'm good. How are you? What's new? Lots of fish is new. Um, yeah, I had a busy time at work, as you know. Uh, you were under the weather, as I know. Looks like you're feeling a bit better. Uh, evidently, you can't hear too well out of your left ear, so I'll make sure I talk into your right ear over the Zoom call here. Of course. Yeah, uh, lots of stuff to digest in the fish world. It's kind of it's kind of a good thing that we have. Um, I guess a little shy of a couple months before the next little run of four shows. We only know of eight coming up: the four for the New Year's run and the New Year's Day show. And uh, yeah, and then the four in February. Uh, in so can February. I, is it, is it safe to say, can I safely say that I called it for Halloween? What did you call for Halloween? I called new music. You called new music. Yeah, yeah, you totally did. Um, which, yeah, so let's get into Halloween. We may as well. I mean, we're going to talk about that. I was just about to say, funny enough, that the other four shows are in Mayan Riviera at Moon Palace, which is where I got married. Exactly. Eight years ago today it's my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary there you go that's awesome uh, yeah busy week you got a birthday coming up too Holy this weekend yep yeah. mm-hmm. so halloween yeah i don't know if i want to jump in at halloween right away i kind of want to get into the first night of the vegas run okay. a little bit um that was awesome so it's funny um a couple things are funny i've often wondered about if they could do a set like what they ended up doing on the first night of the Halloween run, which I guess was what, the 28th. As soon as the second song played, when they opened with 2001, I was immediately like, whoa, that's a pretty fire opener. Like, uh, okay, let's ride this out and see where we go. As soon as the second song played and it was Prince's 1999, I went, okay, they're going with numbers. I just, I knew on the second song. The thing that I will say that I think tipped me off on that is as you know i typically don't listen live especially in these west coast shows so i will download the show on from the app onto my phone but i download it so it's saved onto the phone therefore i'm not using data when i'm listening and driving in the countryside yep what i do is i cover up the screen with my hand so i can't see the song list my fingers left an accidental gap at the very very bottom of the set list that revealed number line. I just saw the word number and I went, okay, they, they end with number line. So as soon as 1999 played after 2001, and it was, and I saw a number at the very bottom of the set, I went, oh my God, they're gonna do numbers all night long. And I was of course thinking ahead to try to predict what's the next one that it's uh, gonna yeah, yeah. do, right? As it started to go and then the 555. And I just thought like, wow, the, the, you know, the flexibility of this band to be able to do that and then, of course, what does it all mean? 
you know, what, what are we, what does this have to do with anything? Is there a reason that they're doing this or is it just because they can? What were you thinking when you were listening through that? Did you pick up on that quickly? Did you know they had done that? Was it spoiled? It was spoiled because I saw my favorite response to that one, by the way, was how many people got COVID in Vegas. I thought that was just brilliant. <laughs> Super spreader event. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was hilarious. But uh, it got spoiled because I saw the backwards down the numbered line, the memes that were coming out of the show after. And then, yeah. you know, they opened with 2001 and then into 19. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to. And then I, and then of course you try to pick, right? You're like, okay. You're like, okay, seven below. And yeah. I, I forgot, I forgot some of the covers, right? Like I forgot I, like Bowie and. I had forgotten about ones because I, because I didn't consider them number songs, like My Sweet One. Right. You know? You know, and you're like, oh, right, I guess the number one is in the title, therefore it is. Um, uh, but yeah, really, I don't know. I, I was just enjoying that, you know. And and then, of course, the night after, sort of a great show, but regular set, nothing kind of weird like that. And I thought, okay, maybe it was just for fun the night before. Then on the 30th, a.k.a. Devil's Night, I don't know if anyone else out there refers to the day before Halloween as Devil's Night, but where I'm from, that's what it, that's what it was. Uh, it reminded me of last year when I put out a lot of the, the top threes on Reddit and I was like, what are your top three songs involving animals? And then after, you know, again, I had, I had no idea that show wasn't spoiled for, for me at all. And after the third, fourth song, I was like, oh, they're doing animals like that's, And again, what does that mean? And of course, towards the end of the show with the harpua and the whole long explanation, which is just totally meant to kind of mind fuck you a little bit. It was just classic fish like in their element those first three nights i was thinking if i were there for all four nights in vegas i i, I would have been going into halloween night pretty excited pretty loaded with some high expectations because the first three shows were fantastic yeah i definitely think you could argue that uh musically the number one was probably you know the best show of the of the tour which one the 28th then yeah the one where they went backwards down the number line yeah okay bringing up that set list now i want to kind of review it it's uh so yeah so 2001 which was a, a, a jammed out 2001 okay. that wasn't a typical 3.0 six seven minute version that was just shy of 17 minutes 1999 amazing print song a nearly 15 minute jam there you're half hour into the show <laughs> two songs in yeah. uh 555 46 days really really good strawberry letter 23 that's one that caught me off guard but i i love that tune um just a standard version at four minutes and then 20 years later to close the set so a six song set in the opening set of the opening of a vegas run to on a thursday night you know and i would imagine a lot of people were going to be there for the saturday sunday the friday saturday sunday and and to miss that show would be a bummer um set two a great seven below uh and then if six was nine um which that one i didn't really know what's that from if six was nine it's a jimmy hendrix song okay oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay i don't know the hendrix is like catalog that well i know his hits and he's always revered as the best ever but that's when i gotta spend more time on i think uh five years two versions of me um so I will be honest, when I was listening to this and I knew it was numbers, I had gone to Fishnet and scrolled through at one point. I did, I I did, saw, I did similar. 
And I saw NO2 and went, oh, I'm not going to play that. And then just kept going. And when they played NO2, I hate and love that song equally. It makes me so uncomfortable. The sound of the drilling. You love, you love the and Mike doing, I don't know if you'd call them lyrics, but playing the part of the dentist, you know, just a little more, almost there. Just the way he, oh, <laughs> really effective. Uh, and then Army of One, which I, again, had skimmed over and went, oh, right, the number one. I, I, I don't think that my sweet one. First tube, I didn't consider because first, yes, it's a number, character zero, of course. Um, the thing that was interesting did you notice how they also counted down on the biggest number to the smallest number in the yeah. set? Yeah. Uh, and then when they started grind, I, I, I thought, oh, they're going to add all of that up instead of their ages. And they did. Like, just so well thought out. Um, anyway, so that was really, really cool for the first night. The funny thing is about that, I tried to explain that to somebody I work with, and they, or Megan, my wife, for that matter. And she was like, okay, <laughs> no shits given at all. Like, really? No, they were, she was just like, oh, I think the response was from both, oh, that's cool, which is, okay, <laughs> it's, it's the nice way of saying, all right, man, good for you. Um, maybe it's the way I'm talking about it, but I don't know. Anyway, um, but I thought it was pretty, pretty neat. And then, of course, when the night after, the Friday night, the 29th started, I, I, I was looking for a theme as the, as the show started, right? I was trying to make a make a connection in terms of if, if there was anything uh, like Olivia's pool started and I immediately I went oh they're gonna have songs with uh, names in them with female names okay great and I'm going all right we got Susie Greenberg all right we got Reba and I started doing that and then with Axela part two 21 minute jammed out version of that uh, it ruined all that so I don't know but that's another great thing about them is they keep you guessing you don't know and that's uh, that's a pretty awesome part that's how uh, that's how conspiracy theories get started yes when you're trying um, to see, when you're trying to see the connection between stuff that there's really no connection between you know right yes you should let the evidence do the talking um and then i don't know what you'd call it the night about animals a lot of songs eh? like yeah uh, like i think there was 25 in that and the first set has one one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen in the first set a lot of covers too um um yeah i don't even know where to begin just uh it, it's 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 amazing how many animals weave their way in and out of their songs new old doesn't matter it's uh the dogs ocelot turtle in the clouds antelope camelot wombat coyote of course about a pig Big black furry creature from Mars. Sure, it's an animal. Why not? Shaggy dog, dog. A lot of them about dogs too. Dog faced boy, the sloth, llama. I am the walrus by the EOs. Dog stole things. Your pet cat, runaway gin about a dog. Piper. What's the connection there? I don't know. I didn't get that one either. Red, red worm. Piper got bought by the red, red worm. I thought it's words, not oh. worms. Okay. That might be one we have to follow up on and dig into. Let's uh, send a note to the research team, see if they can look into that one for us. Yeah. Bird, bird, birds in the feather, Harpua, bug, the lizards. Bug, I caught me off guard. I was like, right. Like, it's, it's, uh, it wasn't one that I had Rolodex. I think it's an insect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't pick up on that, right? Like, I, as soon as they started on bug, oh, right, bug. Okay. 
And then uh, vultures I knew was going to be in there, sleeping monkey, and of course, possum. I was waiting for possum. That was one that I thought of right away and uh, great way to close it out. So you get all that going into Halloween. Um, what did you think was going to happen based on that? Did you think the numbers and the animals were going to have anything to do with it? I knew that they did. I just didn't know what. And because I wasn't feeling the best, like I just didn't have the time to, yeah. or the mental capacity to want to try to figure it out. Okay. You so know? talk me through Halloween. Did you end up, did you know what had happened? Did you, did you watch it live? Like, what did you do? No. So what I did was I took the Monday off of work. So I just put it on and streamed it. Then I just watched the show. But you went in blank, like you went in blind, not knowing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't check. I didn't check anything. Um, so I had no idea what they did. You know, I had no idea what was going to happen. So I went in totally blind. Okay. What were your reactions? Like, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought the I thought the idea was 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 cool. I I liked the songs. I thought the songs were excellent. Um, you know, I I like that they're always trying to to write music from a different point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet it always sounds like fish. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can take the DNA out of them, even though um, they're trying to do that as much as they can. They, they still have been playing together for 40 years. They, they, you, you, you can't separate that. Um, yeah. There was, uh, yeah, I went in relatively blind. I knew to a degree, because I, I knew I wasn't going to really be able to watch it slash listen to it for a couple of days just based on how busy i was at work mm -hmm. and um i went through this really weird thing where i watched the halloween set before i listened to the first set of the show do you know what i'm saying like i like i just because i knew i wasn't gonna be able to stay up to the whole thing on the night of the second so i was just white coming off of a couple long days so i just fast forward right to the halloween set and just watch that yep. um and yeah i found I, I found it to be pretty enjoyable like i again i was like oh this is interesting okay they're kind of going not surprised with the whole space theme it kind of fits with a lot of the synth synth sound they brought in 4.0 so far when they got to the jams it just sounded like 4.0 fish i mean it, it, it's it's uh, yep. it was like okay here we are we're, we're you know we're grooving um I liked how they tied in together all of the samples from Fishman's thing. Like there was a fucking chorus of a song for crying out loud, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, and then of course I went on Reddit and started reading about what people thought of it and what people knew of it. And I still, I, I'm so annoyed myself. I downloaded the comic. I've got the PDF of it and I haven't gone back to read it yet. Oh, nice. And that's also that to you. That's what uh, people at the actual arena would have been, previewed with when they went in they would have had a, okay this is what we're going to be in for what does this all mean so cool so i uh somebody on reddit helped me out for sure and just and just posted a condensed description of the sci-fi soldier's storyline right so to kind of paraphrase what it's all about because one post that i'd seen prior to this was calling out that oh it's too much like Cosbot. it was just a rehash version of that no effort put in it was kind of lame uh they should have done something completely different and new but when you read the story this makes sense so four sci-fi soldiers from the distant future attempt to save the home planet of a band of ancient prophets Kazvat Vox of earth from a self-inflicted apocalyptic event set to take place in 2071 which is called the howling 
using the prophet's teachings about the nine cubes, which allow you to freeze time and view nine possible realities, the sci-fi soldiers embark on a quest to find the great oracle, Holy Blankenstein, a.k.a. Iculus, per Saturday's Harpua. Learn, learn how to stop the howling. Put a blank space where Earthlings' minds should be on 1031-21. Find human vessels to use for the task. Those fish guys know how to play the music of the prophets. Ride the time stream to Earth and set out as the members of fish. Clueless Willob as Trey Anastasio, Pat Malone as Paige McConnell, Polly Roots as John Fishman, and Half Nelson as Mike Gordon to save the planet by helping it get more down. <laughs> it's great. It's very much like uh, this is uh, going to be a strange connection. Have you ever seen the movie Hot Rod, the Andy Samberg movie Hot Rod? Yeah, I think one time. Do you, do you, do you remember the plot of that movie? No. Okay. So Andy Samberg is a daredevil, right? One of his goals in life is to beat up his stepfather, who's a retired army vet. So every day he comes home and he goes and has like a wrestling match with them and he gets beat and pinned by his stepdad and he wants to kick his ass. That's his only thing. Stepfather has a heart attack. They need $50,000 to raise money for his surgery to get him better. So he creates a stunt to raise money so that his stepfather can have a surgery to be healthy enough so he can kick his ass when he's healthy. He, he doesn't want to beat him when he's down. He wants to get him back to 100% so he can kick his ass and have that sense of pride. So it's a very long, convoluted way all for one little thing so people can get more down. This is what it kind of reminded me of. But um, I don't know, man. For anybody to criticize... I think it's just such horse shit because to think about the amount of thought, effort, and fun put into it and to give us a, a treat in the way that they did, like, what do you say? That's pretty Yeah, cool. so, I mean, to say that I didn't like it is valid, you know, to be like, ah, I didn't care for the music. Okay. I didn't like the songs. I mean, I think you're just commenting on, you know, it's not for you. I think that's fair. But to no. say that it's lazy, you know, to say something like that, like, that's crazy, man. Like, you've literally done the same gag since 1994. Like, you played other people's music for how, you know, like, I don't know, man. I agree with you on that one. I think to say, like, it's lazy, it's too much like this, that's crazy. Yeah, there was another post that I, that I, that I bookmarked that said, even if you hate it, it's sci-fi soldiers, dot, dot, dot. That said, is absolutely 100% responsible for the insane jams of Fall Tour to, to 21. Fishman samples, Trey's new effects, Pages synths, and taking leads on more jams. The wall of sound, psychedelic peak insanity. Add in the fact that they obviously had a blast coming up with all of this, which led them to come out of the gates firing on all cylinders and just torch the entire West Coast run. And you gotta at least acknowledge you gotta at least acknowledge that it might be top two most impactful Halloween sets in the band's history which is a pretty bold claim. But if you think about, obviously that's not the type, when you think about a show like that, a set like that with all those songs, that's not something that they started a week before, right? Who knows of the timeline of how early they were working on that stuff and how much it influenced the rest of the music, which is what he's talking about. And I bet you, I bet you they had most of it written by the time they started summer tour. Yeah. Just knowing the touring schedule and then Trey toured after, and, and, and already being committed to Halloween at that point, right? Like, I think by the time tour started late July, I'm pretty sure Halloween had been announced. 
I still, I don't agree that you can say that it was the most impactful. I think you can only make a comment like that in retrospect. Right. And I think the other one that he's probably thinking of, I, I, I think of it immediately would be what? What do you think? Like the most impactful Halloween? Yeah. To would, the band sound. I would say remain in the light. 100%. Right. It, it kicked off the whole cow funk thing. And I think when they learned that album, we've talked about this before, probably about a year ago. Um, uh, the sounds that came out of the band after that really yeah. had a bit of a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, time will, time will tell. Um, and only they know the inside part of that, but a lot of good threads to sort of follow through just about, um, you know, Paige being a hero all year long, that synth sound has really, uh, really played out. Um, they were hinting at, a lot of this throughout the entire su summer. Um, I keep wondering how long they actually had the idea of brewing. Somebody wrote at least for, for five months. Related domain names were bought on June 1st. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I just, again, when I process that kind of stuff, the foresight, the thought, the effort, um, the planning that would go into it because because you got to think about set design costumes all of that stuff yeah that's got to be done well in advance like that's a whole mm -hmm. production it's a whole show so kudos to them the fact that they do that for the fans and give them something unique and different to experience and talk about and tie it together with the inside jokes and the humor and you can see that some of it wasn't there let's speaking of uh hello how are you <laughs> We hope you have a good time. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I'm telling you though, man, the number one, the number one tipper offer was that something was going to be new was the lack of new music that they played up yeah. until then, right? You can't tell me that Trey's going to be off for two years and not write, you know, like yeah. between probably 150 to 200 new songs in that time. Yeah, you're right about that. I think it's a good point. Um, yeah, you know, I can't argue with that. Um, <clears throat> lots of other things that I've got bookmarked here. Uh, what else we got here? So you sent me a thing and I started reading through that through if fish was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame tomorrow, what would their three song set list be quick sidebar? The rock and roll hall of fame is a lot of horseshit and the way it's controlled mm -hmm. and, and the way it's voted it on by a select few and all this other stuff. It's, it's not, I mean, it's all politics, man. Like most things, um, you know, and maybe it's just a matter of time. Like I know there was a there was a big push to get Rush in there for a long time. They were overlooked for a lot of years, considering what they had achieved versus other groups and artists that are in there. Like what's well, the that, I mean, I mean that you just end the conversation with the validity of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right there. Rush isn't in the Rock and Roll. Like, are we? Is, is that a serious thing? Like, you're not going to. They are like, now. They are now. But there was for a lot of years, right? They they got put in there. I think. Uh, my timeline's going to be off, but probably anywhere between five and eight years ago. One of the one of, one of the one of the most, if not the most important, progressive rock band in the history of rock and roll is not in the rock. Like, come on, man. With with in, with and any conversation about best drummer of all time, he's in that conversation. Like, like come on, man. Yeah. You don't. You can't. You can't. I mean, fine. I understand why people don't like Rush, but uh, you can't deny. But come on. Yeah. I got to see them once. It was 20, 
either late 2012, I think late 2012, November, right around this time, early November 2012, probably uh, in Toronto. I was in, I was living in Newfoundland and was in town yeah, yeah. for a meeting and it was like, let's go. And we went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, good times. Um, so, yeah, what would their three songs set list be? And the first comment, I, I just love it. Uh, <laughs> casual viewer, <laughs> casual viewer at home. Oh, cool. I'll finally get to see what all the cross <laughs> is about. Fish, 20 minute vacuum solo. <laughs> um followed by grind uh yeah i mean how would you how would you even fit what they do into that context i mean i who knows what they would do uh tweezer harry hood yem yeah that would be over an hour <laughs> you know what i mean like okay uh another comment was pretty funny their top three songs from spotify farmhouse sample in a jar bouncing around the room which hey play the hits and get out of there i don't know I mean, it's it's just funny to think if they'll ever even be in the conversation. Are the Grateful Dead in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I hope so, but I'm not sure because listen to me. I've never cared. Yeah, I don't care about other people's opinions. Like I really don't. You know, if you don't like the same music as me, that's totally cool. But I like what I like. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, uh, I think one day they'll get in there. I think as assuming they keep going, and even if they didn't, I mean, how can you ignore their just? I don't know. It did, I got so many thoughts. Like, how do you ignore their impact on the business itself and, and how a band can operate and how a band can um, create grassroots movement and engage with their fans and, you know, do, do all the things that they do, not even to mention their accomplishments musically, the diversity. I mean, here we're just coming off of another Halloween show of, a, of original content and an original theme. Like, well, that's easy. The way that you, the way that you ignore that is if the people that run the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are part of the industry, they will want to ignore that on purpose. Yeah, because they've operated without that industry yeah, when true. the industry was like at its prime. Like let's let's not forget that they got eighty thousand people to show up to a field in butt fuck nowhere just on word of mouth. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, they don't really fit with it. I mean, if they get in, they're great, but it doesn't matter. They don't care. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a bragging right for fans to other fans trying to convert them to be fish fans, perhaps. I don't know. Um, Maybe. I participated in a poll. I, I don't okay. know if you participated in the poll. Best show of 2021 so far. Obviously, there's only four left to go. Uh, there was six that are on this list. Okay. Um, you've got uh 8621 noblesville which we talked about a while ago that was where uh that's with uh simple and uh oh yeah and then what was the other one oh that that was like peak summer tour yeah the rest of the shows are kind of there was the there was the shoreline show which had a lot of the game hinge stuff in it from 831 21 okay which was really really good the rest are from fall tour You've got uh, 1023, which was an ICU, which we haven't talked about that show, which yep. was- That was a Saturday nighter. Fire. Um, you know why they did the NICU, that thing. Yeah, because of the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that. Uh, then you've got uh, the basically the 28th, 29th, and 30th of, of October in, in Vegas. So, I mean- Listen, it's it's always hard. Objectively, they're all excellent. The one that had the the biggest impact on me was uh, the one in the summertime, the Noblesville one with uh, Blaze on and uh, and yeah. 
And the reason that one had such a major impact is because there was, I remember all that stupid shit talking. Oh, the jams aren't that good and we're slowing down and yada, yada, yada. And then that, and then that dropped and it was just at the right time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I voted for um, an ICU. 10, 20, yeah. 21. It was just such a great Very show. Respectful. And I think I went into that show just kind of, you know, not really thinking that much about it. And then NICU was the second song and it had an amazing gym. I guarantee you that, that I'm just going into that show with no expectations or just, but preceded everybody's vote for whatever vote they voted for. Probably right. And I think that's probably why, like Halloween, again, people expected something that it wasn't going to be clearly and thought it was going to be something different, but too bad, so sad. Um, and the last thing I have, which I read through this one, we, we've read through this type of stuff, even fairly recently, and it was, I expected a lot of the same stuff and I found some different things in here. And it was, give me your weirdest fish facts slash stats. So my job is making me do a five minute PowerPoint over something I love but I have to make it outrageous. So I'm doing the most useless fish facts I can find. Throw out your most boring, weirdest, most interesting, or most obscure facts, blah, 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 blah. I got scrolling through it. And one that stuck out to me that I forgot I knew. Um, do you know anything about Paige's dad? No. Paige's dad was a doctor. He died in 2018, but he was a doctor. And he, he worked on the team that invented Tylenol. And he also worked on the team that invented the MRI. Wow. Yeah right like that's pretty wow that's like foundational stuff big big time stuff um here's one that i didn't know they once handed out boxes of macaroni and cheese for the audience i'm assuming craft dinner in canada that's what we call it they once handed out boxes of macaroni and cheese for the audience to use as shakers during sneaking sally nice yeah i i I and then somebody i was at that show blah 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 uh of course somebody was at that show uh, so speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I was going to bring this up. Maybe I should have used this as a segue. They, they might not be good enough to be elected in there, but their flying hot dog that they used on New Year's and I think, what, 93, is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, really? Yeah. The actual hot dog itself is like suspended up, up high. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. That's Rock and Roll history, isn't it? Um, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that maybe you know this it's clearly inside and nobody explains it triple nipple have any idea nope and people go ah yes how could i forget <laughs> leo trio but it's not as humorous i have a triple nipple shirt that has followed me for a long time i i don't know uh phil lesh's favorite song is possum you think that's true could it be um talked about their uh, uh their early like digital uh, uh stuff how they're like the first to market with digital technology and all that jazz Baker's yeah. dozen secret language cypress creek you just start to list all the things that they've done that are unique and different it's like geez i know you take it for, you take it for granted big time um the song Haley's comet is a cover of a local hit which we knew was a cover that's explained in the uh anatomy of a jam but it was a song that was on the radio that local people know as oh really comet yeah i didn't know it was on the radio um fishman can reliably play actual melodies on a vacuum cleaner (laughs) not not weird to us but probably weird to the office 
um, um, uh, Paige got uh, $250 referral bonuses by getting Trey, um, uh, Trey and Fishman transferred into Goddard College. <laughs> he said nice. he made money when they transferred in. That's pretty funny. Um, and there was another one in here that I wanted to mention. Um, Oh, 2001 was played at 10 shows in a row in July of 1993. Like, really? Yeah. <coughs> Sounds strange, but yeah. Anyway, um, crazy stuff. So two months, a New Year's run coming up. Who knows what they'll do there? Again, they're coming off of a Halloween gag, and now they're going to do a New Year's gag. Like, geez, no rest for the wicked. No yeah, but it, it involves, you know, I, I would imagine in a way that it's simpler because it doesn't involve the new music. So it's more something that they can outsource to their team. Yeah, that's true. Versus, you know, them necessarily having to prepare. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'll be good, obviously. Um, yeah, no expectations. Whatever they do, they do. It'll be fun. I bet you will get new music though. Yeah. Or I, well, I think we'll hear some repeats of uh, the Halloween set, right? Well, it's it's going to be interesting. Again, I always love when those songs start to show up because they always sound better. Like I loved, you know, part of my favorite moments of summer and fall tour were, were the Lonely Trip songs. Yeah, that's true. Just watching those, uh, those ones grow. Um, the, songs I, the songs I would be excited about hearing, I don't know how well you remember the the titles um but clear your mind i thought was really good knuckle bone broth avenue we'll hear again i mean sure. it's catchy um i gotta listen to that set again yeah i have to i haven't i haven't given it a lot of attention i've just been busy with other stuff so i have to go back and yeah. and actually like listen to it like there's a dozen tracks on there <laughs> yeah i know and they're not easy they're not easy to play and to perform so yeah and like they could have done five or six and just type two jammed them after that that would yep. have been probably easy for them to do if you think about you know how comfortable they are with improv um yeah so to commit to it even though at times the lyrics were a bit sketchy and just kind of pieced together from different things or or were repeated multiple times throughout whatever it's fun good for them totally yeah anything else from you how's the um, band doing how's what how's the band uh we're on we're on break now while my ears healing up oh i guess so, so yeah like you're on, so you're on hiatus when you guys get back together is it going to be 2.0 yeah the the 2.0 that nobody cares about so for sure as many .0s as you want that's so true it's all good man so true it's all good all right that's pretty much everything i got i'm trying to think if there's anything else really i mean obviously looking forward to to new stuff coming up i don't Me know too. Yeah, I think I might go back and listen to some of the Tab Solo stuff. I didn't really get into that when that tour happened. I think I got a little bit of time, maybe digest some of that. I Actually, you know what? I In the past week, I've gone back and I listened to, what did I listen to? I just finished listening to December 9th, I want to say, 96, when they've got Les Claypool and uh, Buddy at the end of the show. Nice. I listened to 228, 2003 just randomly wanted to put on a 2.0 god what a different sound 2.0 is it's so much more angry 
<laughs> so, they're, it's, they're, in, they're in a dark place in 2.0 man yeah i listened to uh what show did i listen to from 98 um was it 98 yeah 11 27 98 i listened to yeah, oh, a- just kind of going back and listening to some different little pockets and um just you know kind of going back in the day it's been good so i'll listen to some tab maybe throw in some early fish i don't know we'll see it's all good cool dude all right man play safe out there make your choices have a good one anyway, bye. you've been listening to ticket to game hedge in addition to wherever you find your podcasts you can find us on instagram youtube and of course ticket to gamehenge.com where you can grab a free chapter of the book how to get your friends into fish Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.